What's going on, motherfuckers? Welcome to the Crocs and Hot Pockets podcast. My name is Knackers, and today is Sunday, April 25th, 2021. It is awesome to see you guys. Thank you so much for showing up. Tonight on the show, we have T-Rex. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Hi, you know, can you give me a quick mic check? Just like rattle off something t- completely random. Check, check, mic check, wieners and beans. Ooh, got them beans. <laughs> I think we're I think we're looking good, man. It's uh it's good to see you in the flesh. How how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you as well. I'm good. I'm good. It's uh it's been a minute. How long has it been since I did your podcast? I think it's been like a little over a year, maybe. I would have said way longer than that. I mean, let me see here. Let me Wait, see. no, actually, that makes sense because didn't you, wasn't I on in the midst of my break in early 2020? I believe that is the case. Okay. That is, that's probably the first time in history where I've asked how long ago was that, and I wasn't, I was surprised that it wasn't longer. I'm, 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 I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Because, like, especially now in COVID time, don't you feel like every time someone's like, hey, remember the last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese? And we're like, holy shit, that was a year and a half ago. You've you've been to a Chuck E. Cheese in the last year and a half? I can't say that on record, but I will, <laughs> I will fill you in after after the show when, when and where I've been. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Co- the COVID thing has been a, a real time fuck. I can, I'm good to curse, right? We're good? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is really like I mean there's plenty you can't say. I mean okay, getting down <laughs> to technicalities. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but you will have to deal with the ramifications after the fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's just that's just being on Twitch. Baby. Right. Right. Hey, hey, hey. Um that was actually I th- what did we spend maybe 2 hours 50 minutes doing that podcast? Yeah, it was it was a long one. I think it was it was close to 3, I think. That that's how I knew um, it, even after the first hour of talking to you. And this is kind of like my one of my favorite parts about podcasting is once you get into a stride um, talking with somebody, especially when it's a, a topic that both of you f- are, are passionate about and find very intriguing is it's really easily to just kind of bounce off of each other. And, yeah. you know, within the, that first hour, I was like, oh, man, that's going to be a great fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had a great time. And uh, I. I actually didn't know you before I reached out to you to do that podcast. I uh, my I think our mutual friend Space Shark was like, "Hey, you should uh, interview this guy," and I was like, "All right, sure." And uh, immediately I was like, "This guy knows his shit. This guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucks." It you know um, you kind of bring up a good point too. It is I used to be so uncomfortable with reaching out to people that I didn't know to have on the podcast. Um, how many how many episodes did you do before you kind of fell off? I think I did like 12 or 13. Right when, I think I think actually Jimmy was maybe my last episode. Okay. Um, I Right when COVID hit, it just like put a weird shock in the system. And everyone I reached out to was like, I got to like figure this shit out first. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's, that's fair. So after that, I, I want to bring it back. Um, because it's it's of all the things I made uh, in my in my time, uh, that was I think the thing I'm most proud of, and I, I want to bring it back. But it's it, I'm sure you know podcasting is like a ton of work. Yes, uh, and it's it's very little reward. <laughs> very little, and un- yeah. unless you're doing an extreme niche type of content, yeah, and um, 
Do you enjoy the super overproduced, I don't want to say overproduced, but super produced podcasts where they're edited heavily, they're cut, they're trimmed, the sound effects? Uh, it, de- it depends on the mood I'm in, right? But like uh, I've listened to some like fully fiction, like, like story podcasts, like uh, some of that stuff is really cool. Um, and even like, I mean, obviously like Serial is fantastic and, and uh, Shit Town are both, I think, are like top notch podcasts. Okay. Uh, but if it's like some like a conversation like this and I feel like it gets chopped to high hell, I don't know, but I don't know. I I <laughs> don't know what I would cut out. I would have a really hard time cutting out conversation to to limit it. I I've tried so many different podcasts, like scripts and formats throughout the years, and this is honestly the only one I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna Oh my god. <laughs> I fucking left my sub alerts on. Speaking of sound <laughs> effects in the middle of the stream, uh, Big Shoe, I would say thanks, asshole, but that is 100% my fault. <laughs> and of course, it was the, I'm going to eat your ass. That sound effect. Um, I just, I, I've never found another, a different type of format that I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if, if you know this, but I had a second podcast called Audio Snack where every every week I would do like this is what's happening on the Knackers channel. Like I would do updates, announcements, giveaways, informational, educational stuff. Um, I would take bite-sized pieces of the podcast and they would be like anywhere from five to ten minute uploads. And I enjoyed that format, but again, it was half of the stuff wasn't original content. Like it was just like shit snipped down. And I didn't really, I didn't really know how much value there was. I'm sure if a larger community was to do something like a weekly update, many thing that people could tune into, it might be, it might be cool. But at the same time, people might also just want like a 60 second TikTok from you instead of, instead of like another podcast. Yeah. How did that podcast do? Um, you know, I actually had, I want to say by the time I got to my 50th episode, I think I had like 1,300 listens between between all of them. So anywhere from 5 to 15 listens, um, which when I when I first crested like 1,000 listens, I'm like, holy shit, that's 100, that's 1,000 a, a different times somebody clicked on it and went, yes, I want to listen to this. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, awesome. that was a huge boost. I never look at analytics for this podcast. Like, really? I've, I've actually never – I think I've looked maybe once, and I think once I imported the podcast into Spotify, like Spotify gave you analytics pretty pretty easily. But, yeah, yeah. I've just – I've never gone – I've never gone back and looked. So what do you do with this podcast? Do you just take the, the full raw thing and, and put it everywhere? Yep. So yep. the video – is ripped so i am saving a local copy of the podcast here and then um obviously we're recording audio separately right now as well so those get sent to my editor the editor takes the audio runs it through an ai website called uh Auphonic, which basically levels it normalizes it cuts out um dead noise and then he re-imports that into a, a timeline and then re-exports it so the full video goes up on youtube um when i have enough time to re-listen to the episode and come up with timestamps to highlight but the highlights on youtube audio version goes on the podcast and what i'm i need to start doing is taking bite-sized clips and posting them to tiktok because like that's yeah it's such an easy way to grow on another platform um and not having to create any additional content to do so 
Yeah. Uh, when I did, I mean, I feel like every sentence you say, there's like four things I want to touch on. And so, yeah, sorry. Say. I sometimes I fucking <laughs> ramble. So go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, when I did my podcast, I didn't do it live. I did it all all pre, and then uh, I would I went back through and listened to it, and I cut out like ums and like breaths and stuff like that. But I, I tried my best not to cut out any any like actual conversation. I I just have this fear that I'm like gonna ask someone something that they're like incredibly fucking uncomfortable with, and it's gonna uh. be, I don't know. Maybe that's irrational or whatever, but. I know I don't think so. Um, I, I I forgot to do it with you, but for the past like ten episodes of people that I've had on one v one, I say, is there anything that is off topic? Is there anything you yeah. don't want to talk about? And every single one has said, I'm free to talk about anything. One person was like, don't bring up politics, <laughs> which I'm yeah. sure like yeah, every yeah. family dinner that they've had for the past five years has been like Republicans versus Democrats <laughs> at the dinner table. And they're like, don't fu- don't fucking talk like Twitch is the one place yeah. they can get away safe. So I'm like, I'm totally fine with that because I don't know shit about politics. So, yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't live a little bit like that? Huh? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good. You can you can ask me whatever I uh I'm on team say whatever the fuck you want on the internet. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good team to be on. Um, so why don't you why don't you touch on kind of where we're going to steer the conversation? So I'd like for you to th- say who you are, kind of what you've done on Twitch so far, and just kind of briefly touch on like where you're at mentally. But I'd love for you to introduce yourself so people know who we're, we're dealing with and who to search on Pornhub, and, uh, and then we can go from there. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so my name is T-Rex. I am a, a streamer on Twitch. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else to label myself as. Other than that, I uh, mainly stream indie games, but I, I would probably label myself a variety streamer. I play whatever the heck. Uh, but I've been streaming on Twitch for about four years, and uh, obviously when I started, it, was, it, was, it takes a long time to really get the hang of it um, and, and figure out what you're doing there and making it look good and sound good and doing it seriously. Uh, and I've been a little on and off, but any, any off, I was never off for more than like three months. So I've, I've been consistent, consistently streaming on Twitch for about four years, uh, to basically no one the whole time. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I, I, there's so much to talk about with that statement, but, uh, yeah. So right now, my my mental uh, place and my, the the contentness I found with where I am is, I kind of a couple months ago hit a wall and I was just like I can't I can't fucking do this I was like this is just too goddamn much I was just like every ounce of my soul and body was just like drained mentally and physically I was tired all the time I was like I was thinking about the stream all the time and when I wasn't thinking about the stream I was like when am I gonna think about the stream <laughs> and <laughs> I, I don't know. And I just like, I tried redoing a whole bunch of things and, and it, nothing ever really stuck. Um, and maybe, maybe I was, you know, overanalyzing or trying too hard or whatever, but, uh, I, I, I just stopped. I like, I did this whole channel redesign and about two weeks after that, I put a ton of work into it and like a whole thing. And about two weeks after that, I was like, this is pointless. Nothing changed. I was like, I'm done. I've so done I just, that. I kind of I hit a wall and I uh, I stopped streaming and I was like, what am I doing with my life? Um, 
<laughs> it's like because I'm 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 working for my parents, saving some money, living at home uh, while my uh, my girlfriend's going to college. And, and that's yeah, so, so fucking smart, dude. I, <laughs> yeah. be proud of that, honestly, because when you do finally move out and you get your own place, you're gonna be set so fucking far ahead and regardless of like you probably have friends who are fucking pumping out babies already they already got their houses their their dream job what the fuck ever take their timeline and kindly (laughs) shove it up their ass and once (laughs) once like you saving up money right now living with your parents is fucking genius so bravo yeah it's and it's good so i have like we basically have like a studio apartment above the garage and my, my girlfriend lives with me and we just kind of like so it's like we're roommates with my parents essentially. It's not okay. Like we live. It's nice. We have like uh, we have our own water heater, our own bathroom, our own kitchen. Oh fuck! It's yeah. So it's 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 a it's a good deal. Um, and so she uh, she's gonna graduate here soon, and then she's gonna start making a lot of money. And I was like, I gotta get my shit together. Um, and and this all kind of culminated at one time. I was like, I hate Twitch. I hate I hate the internet. Uh, I hate where I am, what I, how much time I've invested in this thing and where it's gone. And, um, and I was like, and I need to make some, some life changes. So I, I hit a wall. I stopped streaming for a little bit. I, we'll talk about that later. But I, I'm now uh, I'm taking some motion design classes online, so like uh, After Effects stuff. Nice. And uh, I really like that, and uh, I want to uh, pursue that. But I'm also uh, going to go back to school for film for a little bit. So I start, I start film classes in about six days oh wow you're okay so you're starting real soon yeah um it is your girlfriend listening uh i do not think so i think she is planning to listen to this afterwards oh okay well (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a question and you can you can decline to answer if Mm. it's a sensitive subject uh is there is there pressure from her to Either make something of yourself on Twitch, or if not, you need to find something else to do because we're going to have a family. Never. She is, uh, she's incredibly supportive of whatever yes. I feel I want to do, and she's, she's great about all that. She's never been like, get your shit together or anything. Uh, it's, what's, it's, all, it's all my own pressure and, and me. She's, she's, she's the best. What's, uh, what's her name? If, you can say like screen name. Uh, her name is Molly. She, go by, she goes by uh, Yo Malls online. Molly, you are fucking awesome. That, that, that <laughs> to hear him say that and then smile afterwards, uh, you must be a, a, a pretty amazing lady. So thank you, thank she's you for being great. so yeah, so great. nice to our, our boy here. Um, <laughs> do you find okay? So I'm gonna rewind a little bit because you yeah. brought something up in regards to Twitch when you're talking about it as a hobby and kind of as something that you need to work on. Did you like go all into it, like full business mode where you're like, this is something that I need to grow from the get go? Or did you kind of start more on the fun side? I, I think I started on the fun side, but th- this was another like weird time in my life. I was going to college for uh, I was double majoring in music technology and computer science. Damn. And I, I slowly just like lost all motivation and and uh, and like. I didn't want to be there. I hated the classes I was in. Uh, and I, I, I failed a couple classes, and I, I dropped out. I was like, I'm done. And uh, I, at that, I had started streaming probably like four or five months earlier than that. And I was like, I'm just going to you know, work, save some money, and stream, and, and see where it takes me. And then uh, about a year after that, I was like, you know, I really love streaming, and I love doing this, and I would like to do it uh, you know, as, a, as a profession or as a, uh, a career. 
And so I, I kind of, to what my mental health could handle, I feel like I kind of hit it um, as hard as I could uh, without killing myself. Uh, not, not literally, just right. no, yeah, yeah. figuratively. Um, and so I was like, you know, there was a time I was like taking clips of the stream, putting them on Twitter. Uh, there was a time I was making TikToks and putting them on TikTok. I was, and, and just nothing, nothing ever stuck. I was, I, I had a stream schedule. I was streaming like five or six days a week um, <laughs> and, and it just, just nothing, nothing ever stuck. Um, when it comes to, and this was all streaming, like primarily video games and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, shit. There was another, there was another thing that you said that I wanted to, um, touch on. Um, what, what field is your, is your girlfriend going into again? She is uh, going into nursing. She is going to be a nurse. All right. All right. So you guys are both going to have stressful, uh, <laughs> professions. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's, uh, it, the nursing school is hard. I'll, yeah. <laughs> um, and also if you're, uh, roommating, ruminating, <laughs> uh, with your, with your girlfriend, then you must have a, a pretty good relationship with your, your parents as well. Yeah. They're, they're very kind and, and generous with all they have, uh, given us awesome dude uh that's that's such a great way to start an adult life uh you know not to be like woe is me but i moved out when i was 18 and i i've been on my own since 18 and that's 12 years of paying rent you know not having a house and a lot of people would say oh you threw all your money away i really don't see it that way um you pay for a, a place to live no matter where you are uh but the amount of money like my little sister is three years younger than me so she's 27 and she's lived at home an extra decade than than i did and i can only imagine the bucks that that bitch has (laughs) in the bank right now and if she doesn't i'm gonna lose my fucking mind because you'd be saving like 500 to a thousand dollars a month easy um, so that's that's awesome that you have a, a great relationship with your with your parents and support from the girlfriend as well. Because the, the last yeah. relationship that I was in, she didn't not support me. Well, she didn't support me, but she didn't like also try to bring me down with it either. It was just like complete neutral, mm. except for the times when. She'd be like, you stream a lot, and so we're not hanging out as much. And But like all, us hanging out wasn't all that great of a time anyways, just because we, we didn't really have a lot in common. Um, back then, like their whole group of friends um, smoked a shit ton of weed. Like They would just smoke weed and watch TV. And to me, nothing against people that smoke weed, that is the biggest waste of time for me. Like If I was just to get high and watch shit... To me, that is the biggest waste of my life. <laughs> but there's people who smoke weed. They don't have like productivity. Um, uh, shit, what was I saying? They don't have like these super high standards for productivity. They don't have a desire to go out and like create shit or make things. Like they're just they're just living their life the best way they know how. No judgment. But to me, being around people that's that's all they did, I was fucking losing my mind because totally. I, I just felt so fucking dull. And believe like kids, drugs are bad. I love drugs. I haven't done drugs <laughs> in, a, in a long time. Drugs are fun. But drugs are bad and don't do them. Um, so <laughs> it, it also depends 
One of the point that I'm trying to get to is that the people that are in your life, like your inner circle, can make or break that hobby of yours. And it's not like you're going out and selling crack or robbing stores or anything. It's like you're just trying to find a hobby for yourself and something that you you love to do. So I'm happy to hear that you have a supportive inner circle. Yeah, Molly is Molly's fantastic. Every time I have like a stream, she's like, "Your stream is so great." I'm like, "That stream was dog shit, Molly." <laughs> say say it like it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and and you know, another topic. I don't think I've ever really said this on the internet, but uh, marijuana recently became illegal in my state of Montana. So I, uh, I I'm happy to say that I I partake in the green. Yeah, uh, but but I only do it uh, like like at nighttime before I go to bed, uh, just to like unwind and relax. I'm not sm- smoking doobies all day and watching <laughs> TV or whatever. But I would be unusable as a human if if I was high <laughs> all day. It's just like we just doesn't. Agree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not only do do I not like like the effects of what it does to me and my personality and my energy, but it also fucks me up like i've cried <laughs> from being too high in the oh, past man. so i don't i don't fuck with it anymore i'll take like every couple months i'll snack i'll, I'll snatch that doobie right out of my girlfriend's mouth and just be like oh i take a little bit of puffy and then i'm it's like fuck i'm i'm a baby i eat like five milligrams of edibles it's like, <laughs> like nothing so I can't, I can't. <laughs> we've been um we've been in the craft room like building keyboards and i'll get like why are my eyes so fucking dry why am i drowsy i'm secondhand fucking high i'm sitting next <laughs> to this lady oh god so you it just became legal in montana yeah just this this year it was voted on last in in 2020 and it's uh, now legal yeah there's no there. Montana's super weird. There's like this. There's maybe other states are like this too. I don't know. There's a differentiation between uh, legally having marijuana and legally selling marijuana. So right now, true, it's it's legal to have it, but there's still and I believe the vote passed to be able to sell it. But there's like some some weird fucking red tape bureaucracy bullshit that they're you know whatever. Uh, so I can't. I can't buy marijuana anywhere, but it's legal for me to to have. Which means if you Which were to acquire I, it, you had to travel across state lines. <laughs> indeed. Yes. The fuck is wrong with us, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has anybody yeah, told I you uh, you have a beautiful smile? Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, Molly probably tells you all the time. Babe, <laughs> your stream was great. Your your smile's beautiful. Your parents busted the door. <laughs> Boom! Yo, T-Rex! That stream was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like crying. I'm like, no one, no one saw it, Mom. <laughs> I've been uh, doing this for four years, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't want to use your um your anguish. As an example, right? But I more so want to use it as a perspective, and then we'll touch on one of these first points that you brought up. Um, I I remember I was very very lucky in where I was involved in the PC gaming community when I got involved in Twitch. So I already had, you know, a, a PC gaming community that had well over a hundred active members, and probably like a group of ten to twenty people that I 
really enjoyed within that community. So when I said, hey, I'm starting to, to stream on Twitch, there was already minimum like two to three people that would just watch because they knew me. And so my my start on Twitch was so, to today's standards, so unorthodox how I got started. Um, but it was kind of like a blessing. And I remember being in the zero to five viewer range and then looking at people in the 20 to 30 viewer range. Um, you know, when, when I was streaming, when I met Weenie, Weenie um, and people like my brother or even like middle-aged stream, they were averaging anywhere from like 20, 30 to 40 people. And I was still hanging out in like the, the tens range. And I'm like, man, fuck, I suck. I can't believe that I, like, I can't get above um, and now that I'm kind of in that range and I'm like, God, I suck. If only I could just get to <laughs> yeah. like that next bracket of, uh, of viewership. And that that literally never stops. No matter what number you get to, you're always going to be fucking looking forward. Yeah, um, it's the uh, it's the hedonic treadmill, right? It's like it's the we set these unrealistic, stupid goals for ourselves and then we get one and we just set another one. So we we have to find contentness in what we're doing. And, and be happy with it. I, t- I totally understand the, the idiocy of my, my thought and my yeah, process. Me too. Like me, I, I'm I fine. <laughs> uh, but, but I just can't shake it. I still can't shake that. Um, here I am coming up on eight years. And uh, again, there, there's probably people who have viewership that is lower than mine that are looking up and going, holy shit, runs a podcast, gets viewers, can play video game, has viewers. Um, I remember, I don't remember when this transition happened, but a couple years ago, I had the realization that there was somebody in chat that was, when I started to when I ended, there was a minimum of one person chatting from beginning to end. And before that started happening, I would look at people who had chatters their entire stream and be like, oh my God, what is it like to have people chatting like all the time? That must be fucking amazing. They must think they must think about it every day and be so, uh, you know, have so much gratitude regarding it. And then you hit that milestone like without even fucking knowing it. And it's it's just like a day that passes. It's, it's just like, oh, it's just like, oh, this is happening to me now. And you don't even realize that you hit those milestones because you're so in your own head and unfortunately in your own ass like some might see that as a bad thing it's also a good thing it's streaming wise being in your own ass is not a good thing um and it was it was insane to me when i realized that i had missed all of these streaming milestones that i thought were like unobtainable way back then and then they just passed like i can't believe i just missed all that shit yeah maybe i'm maybe i'm like jaded or cynical about this but i feel like maybe and i'm i'm not i'm not like trying to at you or whatever i feel like maybe you are taking it for granted absolutely uh, no absolutely <laughs> cuz i feel like i've 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 streamed for like 4 years whatever i'm 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 not like poor me or whatever but i feel like i never i still had streams till the to the week i stopped where i only had like two messages in chat the whole time i wow. never got to the point where i was like one one continuous message whatever like i don't know so i i just i uh it's it's a it's a different perspective to be at the bottom yep for so fucking long right and to be like maybe one day i'll just like have fun and then you just never do is that is that kind of like 
an impossible thing to to obtain for you right now? Can, can, are you unable to go live and just have a good time? I I don't know. I want I want to get back to that place, and I I plan on coming back to the stream too, and and just doing, just not caring. And I think a big part of this is my my hatred of social media, mm. and uh, and making that work. And I and I get that. I get that. That's totally my thing. I've tried. I just don't like it. And like, uh, I don't know. There, there's so many fucking avenues and tips and whatever to make your stream work. And even though like. And even if you do make it work, you're making like no money. Like if you right. if you are a su- a successful streamer, you are you aren't making like a healthy income. Yeah, even anywhere from five hundred to a thousand viewers. You know, like a thousand subs is dog shit money every single yeah. month. It's it's nothing. Um, do you going past being on Twitch as far as a career? Do you, could you see yourself just continuing to do it as a hobby because you love being live? Absolutely. I th- I think I I just needed a break to kind of like figure that out okay. and like get my life on a path that is not this basically, but I I 100% intend to come back to the stream and not and just do it for fun and and only fun and not uh worry about like growth everything (laughs) yeah yeah uh i know i i know that feeling that you're feeling because do do you drink at all or do you just smoke Uh, i do yeah okay um one thing i'm not like a heavy drinker right 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 one thing that i've noticed is on on the nights where i let's say i have like three to five beers there is this very consistent and stupid state of mind that your brain gets into when it has alcohol, like when your brain is drowning in alcohol. And it is to, for me, to look at everything through a shit-colored lens as much as possible. And I'll notice that like on, on a day where I'm in a really good mood and I, I consume some alcohol, totally fine. On the days where I'm not feeling so great or maybe I'm like having a lot of doubt in myself, maybe I'm a little burnt out, being intoxicated in any respect just makes me shit talk myself like over and over and and it's it's only with stream like no other part of my life do i feel like alcohol has a negative effect um because i'm a pretty mild person when it comes to it but there's something about being in a bad state of mind and also being intoxicated where i just look inward and go like why the fuck are you even still doing this like it's been this long i've absolutely plateaued where i'm at and i'm finding successes in, in other areas but to see no growth from where I am, not no growth in general, for whatever reason, sometimes I just get like super, super down on myself. And there's probably some other lingering effects like um, anxiety or depression or ADHD or something like yeah. that. Um, I mean, I know, I know, alcohol is a uh, is a it's a very heavy depressant, yep. and, it, and it, it it brings out those things in people. Um, I've never, I do not enjoy getting like shit faced. No, I, I enjoy. Drinking for for the the flavor and the and the cocktails, but I I do not like actually being drunk. Yeah, um, but I I I completely relate on those on the the, the feelings of Twitch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, going into one of the first points you brought up, um, taking a step back. What point? The point at which you decided to take a step back. Is that the point you? 
saw yourself like rewind three years and you were like, if it doesn't work by this point, I'm going to quit. Did those points line up with each other? Uh, yeah. So at early, um, early 2020, I was like, I'm going to give this a try. I was like, I'm going to give it this year. And if it doesn't fucking work, I'm done. Like you, you might not ever see me online again. And, uh, and come about February, I was, I was still streaming and I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm having a good time. And something just flipped and I was like, I'm done. Uh, and, and so it, it did line up and I, I feel like I, I made that goal and, and I set that, uh, that thing. But if I were to go back in the past and redo it, I think I would not ever want to do it as a profession. As yeah. A I would, I would go into it and only have fun. Are there... which, which is like what every single person on the internet tells you. Is right. like, don't do this as a profession. They're like, they're, they're like do this for fun. Like, period. Uh, and, and, you know, and people just don't listen, including myself. I, I just like, I don't know. I was like, this seems like a dream job. Like, being able to sit at my computer and play video games to, to like, people on a couch and, like, hang out with people all day. Like, that is the fucking dream. Yeah. But... In reality, that is not what Twitch is. It is not. It is fucking hard work, like slaving over social media and algorithms and, and, and search engine optimization. And like, and that shit isn't fun for me. I don't enjoy it. And that's like 80% of the job. It, yes. Yeah, being live is literally the easiest part of being a streamer because yeah. you're barely working when you're live. Like, is being a streamer a job? Yes. Is it hard work? Yes. Out of all of the things that you do as a content creator, being live is literally the fucking least amount of effort that you can put into the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, is there anything not gaming related that you could do on Twitch if you were just to stray away from gaming? So this is this is uh, something I've struggled with as well because I know that non-gaming content does better. Uh, but I am not a driving force of any kind of like knowledge of anything other than video games i i love video games i like that's the whole reason i started twitch is like to play video games uh but i i don't have any other what what do you want to what do you call it like you know uh knowledge of like anything else oh yeah maybe if i like tried or dug i could like fucking pull something out of my asshole and try it but like i don't think i would enjoy it yeah, if it's not coming to the to the forefront of your mind uh, right now, it's, there's probably not something as prominent. Um, do you have any other hobbies outside of either content creation or video games? Yeah, I uh, I love I love I I love music and and playing music and, and all that. And I went to music school because of it. But this is a little off topic. But the music school I went to, I went for a music tech degree, which is like uh, software, music software, and live sound mostly. Uh, and most of the um, the program at my school was like eighty percent, sixty to eighty percent classical music. Oh and so wow! It was like a lot of like really really hard classes. And another thing is that our our my college requires one hundred and twenty credits to graduate, and the music tech program had too many classes, so uh, they lowered the amount of credits each class gives you. So that you would hit that 120 if you took all the classes. Yeah. So, like, I was taking really hard classes that were giving me, like, what one credit. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was, like, I was fully loaded at, like, 15 credits. And I was taking 
like three credit classes, but they were giving me one credit for them. So I was like, there, I was in a singing class that was incredibly difficult. Well, it was you, like, can you sing? No, I had never <laughs> done it before in my life. Um, and it was, it wasn't just singing. It was, it was a singing and listening class. So they would play intervals on a keyboard, like one to four. And you would have to, you would never see the music. You would just have to be able to tell them on a piece of paper what the interval was. And, and they would do that. And then you would also have to sing those intervals. So they would give you the home note or the, the you know, the key and then they would be like okay sing a minor fourth and you would just have to sing it and like and some people it comes really easy and some people it doesn't yeah and for me it did it did not and it was really hard and it was a one credit class I never passed it it was it was incredibly and that was just one one example i had to take a classical guitar class that was a one credit and it was really hard uh like like learning classical guitar pieces and like oh slaving over God. that was incredibly difficult i had to take a keyboard class where like you go go in and play the keyboard, and these all three of those classes were one credit classes. Fuck! And I wanted, <laughs> and I wanted to do music technology, and I was like, I want to sit at a computer and make like figure and like work at a soundboard, and you're making me fucking sit here and play classical music that I'm not interested in. I don't. I'm not like connected to this. It's one credit, and it's incredibly difficult. And so that was kind of the wall I hit. I was like, I can't do this. So, okay, somebody, if you're listening to this in the future, please feel free to correct me. But <laughs> if you're looking to get into music, please explain me what the fuck kind of value listen, like learning to play classical guitar <laughs> yeah. is going to have on the rest of your fucking career. That's like the same bullshit of like, oh, you need to get up to at least honors geometry and chemistry in order to pass high school. Thanks a yeah. lot, fucking Mr. <laughs> Steve. God. Uh, that, I, I, that I'll say terrible. that I, I, I learned a lot in the, in the year that I did do music technology, but it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing there. And, and I would totally went off topic about other hobbies, but I, and that for a long time kind of killed my love of music. I was like, this is just, I, I kind of lost it for a while there, but I've, I've come back and I, I originally was a bass player. I, I play bass uh, and I've kind of transitioned more into guitar and I really like playing guitar. Um, and, and so I, I want to do like something with that, just like being a band or whatever. I've been in a couple bands in my life, but not nowhere I was ever like felt like I belonged, I guess. Uh, sure. And, and I guess that's kind of the same feeling I have at Twitch. It's just like, I never really quite felt at home. Um, and I, I have other hobbies too. I, I love movies. I love, uh, film and I, I really, and one thing I'll, and I want to touch on this more later in that streaming taught me a lot about graphic design and uh motion graphics and design as a as a whole and i really have a uh appreciation and a passion for those things as well and uh and that's kind of the route i want to take in my life i don't i'm not graphic design i'm i'm much more interested in animation uh but without streaming i wouldn't i wouldn't have those Right, and and that's kind of one, definitely one of my favorite parts about um, just being involved in content creation is you now have some skills to take with you, um, depending on where you go. You know, um, all it takes is for you to be in an interview. Uh, maybe you're look, maybe it's a music design interview or or, or a, I don't know, a classical guitar player. But it could be they maybe ask you about other skills that you have. Or like you're looking out and you see a bunch of people fumbling with a mixer and you're like, oh, hey, I know I just interviewed for a computer science uh, job, but what are you guys doing with this mixer? And like, oh, you know, every once in a while we throw these shows internally and we have clients that come by and they run out the hall. And you're like, oh, you know, I actually 
for the past four years, I did mixer setups for um, some some personal broadcasts, and I know how to. I know the ins and outs of a mixer. I know audio, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Not only are we going to maybe get this guy for the salary that he wants, we might also be able to get some in-house talent when it comes yeah. to managing this shit and having those little offshoot talents or like uh, skills and hobbies can really become beneficial, especially in a time now where companies that have been in the stone age forever are getting onto social media are, especially with COVID doing live broadcasts. Um, I was able to prove uh, extreme value to a lot of our clients because they were trying to do webinars from inside their offices and trying to do web conferences and being able to give the advice, not only on the behalf of myself, but on behalf of the company, um, they're like, oh, holy shit, like, we don't realize how difficult this is, especially when it comes to audio, man. Like, setting up a webcam for uh, a Zoom conference is totally fine. When you've got a room that you want to have 20 people in and you want mics and you want speakers and you want multiple talkers, audio goes out the fucking window. They think they can just set a mic up on a monitor somewhere and have it just capture all audio, blast what we're saying through the speakers. It's not going to fucking happen. Um, so absolutely, <laughs> you're going to you've probably acquired some awesome skills since. Yeah, I actually I have, I have a pretty good example of this. Actually, I uh, when I was in in music tech school, I uh, got a job at a local theater for uh uh, they, I'm technically stage crew, um, so I did like I worked a soundboard. There were there were people that I worked with who had a music tech degree. They finished the program and they were like the main soundboard operator. Kind of off topic, but I got this job because of it, and I made a lot of friends there. And uh, I would work shows and and you know uh, be on on stage and, and move sets in between acts and like whatever needed to be done. There's a whole list of shit we do there, um, but. Uh, they called me recently and they were like, Hey man, uh, when COVID hit, so they are, uh, school operated technically kind of, they're, they're a sole entity, but the, the, they're in a school. So people outside can rent them out and like operas and stuff. But okay. there, we do a lot of like, uh, like school concerts and, and choir shows and like all that. And so we get a lot of government funding and whatever, but, uh, they, they called me and they were like, Hey man, uh, for a year, we haven't had work, basically, because you can't gather in a theater uh, during COVID. So some of them became, like, janitors and stuff and whatever. Uh, but they, they wanted to do this high school talent show, but they couldn't have an audience. And they were like, can you come in and live stream this? I was like, absolutely. So basically, I got to, like, do OBS as a job for, like, a week. Fuck yeah! I, I, awesome. I, I designed, like, a, a very cool stream and, like, had all lower thirds and, like, transitions and stuff. It was cool. It was it was a cool uh, thing to do. I did not, uh, in my opinion, I think if they would have hired out of uh, crew, they would have had to pay a lot more money for, for what they did. But that's just an example of um, skills that this can bring. And, like, especially when COVID hit, there was just this, this huge influx of, like, we need tech now. Yep. And, like figure it out and i don't know i feel like i i definitely have marketing marketable skills because of of the amount of time i have uh put into this i saw this uh this tiktok today that was going over the amount of people who streamed in 2019 compared to mm. right now and it's like triple the amount of people are streaming now compared to, to two years that's ago. crazy that's crazy uh, an insane insane number 
Have you... But also, like, not surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, right? <laughs> I got a lot of fucking people with free time. Totally, yeah. Could you see yourself utilizing your skills in music, marketing, SEO, setting up streams, animations, the 3D design, and incorporating that into maybe not necessarily streaming on Twitch, but into some type of content creation? I think so. Um, to to an extent, I still feel like I'm not... I have all these little interests, I guess, and then I'm not like a driving force of knowledge in these topics. Like, I go to YouTube and to Twitch to consume other people who know more about these things than I do. Like, I, I've always wondered if I could take... Um, like, spin it on its head a little bit and be like, hey, I'm a beginner, and like, let me teach you things that I want to learn because I'm also a beginner. And like, I don't know. Um, I've thought about doing it with like OBS and being like, hey, I feel like there's not a lot of um, content out there for like really weird, tricky stuff. <laughs> like there's there's like, here, set this up. Here's like how you do audio. Here's how you add a compressor. Here's like how you go live on Twitch. But there's not like, if you want to m- duplicate yourself 45 times and like have yourself float across the screen in different directions, like there's not a lot of content like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one, one dude on YouTube who does a really good job of, um, very niche or very like, uh, random effects in OBS. His name is Nutty and he does all these different OBS um, tips and tricks and people gobble that shit up. Um, I'm always personally so torn and maybe this is because I've, I've battled this so much in my own streaming career where I try not to focus on trying to build these super wacky, unique, uh, different scenes and effects because I feel like my core content sucks. So if my core content sucks, why should I spend all this time trying to make these like cool effects if everything underneath is just like a turd? Like I don't want I don't want yeah. a polished turd of a stream. <clears throat> um, but for the people who already have um, uh, growing communities or you know, already have a community of size, and they want to take those things and implement them into their stream to just add additional value, um, then it's fucking awesome. Or if your entire stream is based around the craziest shit, like Sushi Dragon, that that is all that he fucking does, is just coming up with the coolest, craziest looking stuff, it, it is beneficial for you to consume content like that. Um, yeah, I uh, I feel like that's kind of the pitfall that I fell into in that I, the, the problem I have is that I really like making that stuff. Right. Really, and that's like, that's the shit I enjoy and like figuring out all that weird, like, like crazy, you know, uh, alerts and stuff like that. Uh, but I really feel that the pitfall that I had was I didn't focus enough on my dialogue and my, uh, like my personality. Like I didn't, I didn't try to refine that on stream to a point where I felt like it was, uh, like a marketable or enjoyable stream to watch. I don't know. Did, do you feel like you have to change your personality to, to be a streamer? Mm, uh, it very much depends on the person I feel. Okay. Uh, I feel like anyone can go live, right? And anyone right. can have fun doing it. But I think if you want to be a professional and do it as a career, I do think you have to refine some things about who you are and, and, and try to, you know, be funnier or whatever on stream. Like, you can't just sit on a couch and say four words and hope to grow, you know, to thousands of viewers. You have to try and be entertaining. I don't, I don't know. Like, and sometimes that means listening back to your streams and cutting out words that you say too many times or like, you know, trying to be 
trying to make jokes or like writing jokes before the screen stream or like whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answers because I'm not uh, a successful streamer. Um, but you got experience. But, don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you right there because <laughs> I don't want you to downplay the knowledge that you've gained already from the experience side. Like the the all of the experiences that you have are extremely fucking valuable. Not only are they valuable to you for projects that you're gonna embark on in the future, but followers and average viewership does not equal knowledge. It doesn't equal experience. Um, the the hardships that have plagued you. Uh, like immensely in, in your streaming career in, in the past four years are so fucking valuable to people that might not have any fucking idea what it's like mm-hmm. to be in this space. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on really quick as I crack this open. By the way, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a, a local brewery. Uh, it is a grapefruit white ale. Oh, baby. I love grapefruit good, beers. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like sours. I, 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 maybe Twitch chat will fucking crucify me for this, but I hate IPAs. Don't I worry. I hate IPAs too. IPA. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've drank this one on the podcast a lot, but just in case you haven't heard of it, sour ale with cinnamon, hibiscus, and chili peppers. That sounds good. It's so I, uh, fucking good. I love sours. That sounds great. Me too. Um, I saw you tweet about a rainbow sherbet beer a long time ago. Same, same I like, brand. I want to find that. Yep. I was like, that sounds delicious, but I don't live anywhere near you. So it is. Are you? Um, oh, that's right. Are you East Coast or West Coast? I'm Montana. So a oh, little, you, mostly East Coast. You said Montana. Okay. <laughs> um, Prairie Artisan Ales is a West Coast, sorry. Uh, Texas brewery. And so mm. if I can find it out here, you might be able to find it out there. Maybe. I'm, I, so the, the problem with Montana and. I love it here. I, uh, there's a lot of things I love about this place, and there's a lot of things I don't love about this place. Uh, but we are our population is very small. We have a million people in Montana. Oh uh, wow! As, as a whole state, so and I live in a fairly so I live in like a small town outside of one of the bigger towns. Um, but our grocery options are minuscule. Okay, we have like. So like our I can't find tons of ingredients for cooking and like in certain things that I I would find in a city or like a more populated area. And it it's just the whole state. And like I'm better off than lots of people in Montana. There are towns that have like fucking 200 people in them in this state. And like that's most of the state, honestly. So I think you could probably fit 1.75 Michigans into Montana. We have ten, we have a population of ten million across our entire state, so that kind of yeah. puts that shit into perspective a little bit. Montana is fucking big. It is the it's the third biggest state behind Alaska and Texas. Real? Oh my god! That yeah, that's pretty fucking massive. Okay, it it looks you you don't really think about Montana, but it's it's big. And and the other thing about Montana is that uh, that West Montana is is really beautiful, and like that's what people think of is like the mountains and and the low population and the open skies and the, the blue skies, whatever. But, but East Montana is a fucking desert. Like it is, it sh- might as well be part of North Dakota. It is, it is straight up flat. It is for me to drive from the West end to the, to the East end, I think takes like six to eight hours. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's big. And most of it is flat as a pancake. So I have, um, I've actually been in Montana once. Uh, the very first time I ever met people from the internet was a camping trip in National Glacier Park. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and so I was there for a week, and we drove through. Uh, what has the Badlands in it? 
Which Dakota? Uh, that's I believe that's South Dakota. Okay, so we drove through South Dakota. Driving through South Dakota and then Montana was the most boring fucking commute that I've ever had in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, you, you're ta- you're driving that same place I was talking about. It's just like crazy flat. Oh my god! One of my buddies, um, he drove for 19 hours straight and he drove through that. I'm like, how are you alive? How is your brain <laughs> not fucking mush? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I live I live in the south part of Montana and uh, Glacier's up near Canada. Part of it is in Canada. For oh, me that's to right. get to Glacier. For me to get to Glacier from here, it's, it's a six-hour drive. Woo! Okay, that's a haul. <laughs> and it's in my state. <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty insane. Um, social media. I want to touch on that a little bit because yeah. I hate a lot of parts about social media, but I also love it as a tool um, for, for a lot of different things. What do you hate about social media? Oh, my God. Where do I start? Uh I I I think I have similar feelings to you. I just feel like uh, my hatred of it is a little bit more exaggerated. Like I I consume a lot of social media. I uh, I like that, but I don't really like using it for myself. Okay. I don't I don't really there. I've never really felt like comfortable putting myself out there and like making content. It just feels it always feels like a little bit fake to me. Like hey, here's the shit I made. Watch it. Uh, I don't know. And and like. When I, I know I just like spew shit onto Twitter that just like comes into my brain. I'm like, why am I tweeting this? What, <laughs> what value am I bringing to the world? What am I doing? That's one side of my hatred for it, in that it's just me. Uh, and my other side is that I really there's a lot of content out there that I think is really, really, like upsetting. Yes. Uh, and and being on Twitter and seeing a lot of it every day kind of just like disheartens me. And I'm like, I don't really want to add to this mess of society and what it's become uh, i don't know i i just think it's it's i i i i feel like i am more on team social media and internet than most people uh at, like you know when i talk to, to my parents they're like it's a plague but yet they get on facebook and like fucking retweet shit <laughs> yeah. like garbage. uh <laughs> i don't know i i think it's i think it's a dangerous slope that could really be bad for humanity and I think most people know that and understand that, but I don't think they understand what they're putting on there. Right. Um, but but as a tool for like streaming, if we're if we're only looking at that small little snippet of it, there's even stuff I don't really like in there. I think a lot of other streamer stuff kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, is, uh, n- not you at all. I think your Twitter is amazing. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I just, like, see people, like, like they'll, like, clip a comment or something, and they'll be like, this guy sucks. Yeah. Fuck him. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. What are you doing? I, it's just like... It's, I almost... This is probably a couple weeks back. Um, I was going to tweet, if a viewer does something stupid in a streamer's chat, and they don't clip it and upload it to Twitter, does it actually ever happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great tweet. I, there's some times where... A streamer, a streamer will uncontrollably ass blast somebody that was really, really dumb. And in that moment, it's a hilarious piece of content. But then if you're on the other side of that and all of the content that you create is just shitting on people that wronged you or said something dumb, it degrades you as a person to constantly be putting your energy into that shit. Because not only... 
not only did you have to live the person in chat being mean to you or being stupid to you, you had to download the clip, rewatch it, import it into your video editing tool, rewatch it over and over and over again, cut out the things that maybe make you look like less of a douchebag than you actually were when you're live. So there's a little bit of the fakeness that's in there. And then you finally post it and you're just your fucking dopamine registrars are just fucking waiting for your community to come through and shove their dick in your mouth. And you're like, oh, streamer, you're so right. This chatter was such an asshole. You're such a good person. That is Absolutely. toxic as fuck. Yeah. And and I, and I really I dislike a lot of that stuff. But I also feel like there's this and this might be like a controversial thing to say, but I also feel like there's a lot of like overly positive content on yes on the internet that i feel like is not necessarily genuine and there are a lot of streamers and like people i know who post that kind of stuff and i love them i love them as people i love them but when i when i wake up and i get on twitter and i see a tweet that's like you're a beautiful person you're loved not like if if that speaks to you like good for you good for you but i'm like i don't fucking know you (laughs) Uh, like why am i I don't need to see this. That's just me. Right. Like, I don't I don't like I don't think that's bad stuff to be putting out there. That's just how I feel. Yeah, no, it's just not your shit. That's all. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz there are do you feel like you do you feel like any majority part of your life have you felt alone or have you always had a a, a friend, a family member, a significant other to be around? No, I I I I obviously like I am I'm very much uh like privileged and and like have a very wonderful life surrounded by wonderful people and I I am incredibly grateful for that and like I'm not like shitting on people who consume that content in No, 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 I don't think you it are. Just, uh yeah, so I mean obviously I think everyone to an extent feels a little alone sometimes sure. in in their thoughts and feelings and and they like like for example uh like streaming like no one in my life really gets it. Like uh there's no one I can really go to and be like, hey, this – even, like, my girlfriend, who's, like, incredibly fucking supportive. Mm-hmm. I can't I, – I, sometimes I feel like I can't go to her and be like, hey, I don't know, like, if this is something I want to do. I think that stream is garbage. She'd be like, you're doing great, man. Like, like keep going. And I'll be like, I don't – You don't understand. You understand <laughs> the feelings I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're honest about the content that doesn't fit – your shit right like you you see the stuff and you're like ah, this doesn't really benefit me because it's just it's just not your forte so thank you for being honest about that um i'm somebody who used to be the same way to where like when i saw tweets that are like you're loved you matter i'm like i don't know some people don't deserve to be loved and some people just don't (laughs) fucking matter right no Um, that's not how i feel at all i'm like yeah everyone everyone deserves like like love and 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 compassion and and that but i'm like these people aren't they're not your friends. Right. Like, they're people who are benefiting from you liking their shit. Like, they're... That's the problem. And maybe, maybe that's, like, maybe that's something that... Maybe I'm cynical about it. Maybe these people are incredibly genuine in what they post. But, like, I'm... I, it just feels a little sleazy to me to be, like, here's all this positive stuff. Like it. And, like, uh, you know, come watch my stream. Yep. No. Give me money. You, I don't know. You are 100% on the money. Because out of all of the times that I see that on social media, there's one person that it is always genuine. So her name is She Snaps. She's, like, a pro mental health, mindfulness. Like, that's her her brand. 
is not toxic positivity, but mindfulness, being mindful of yourself and your thoughts, meditation, uh, like mindfulness practices. Her Twitter is about that shit. Her stream is about that shit. Her podcast is about that shit. Her entire community is about mental health. And also um, Dr. Mick is another fantastic resource for that online. They live and breathe that stuff because they truly believe a lot of that stuff is like the gateway drug to leaving uh, to leading a happier life. And then when I see like Wubby pays money, like not that Wubby has actually done this, but like when I see Wubby or XQC be like, "You're so loved and you matter," and just know <laughs> that like you can do anything. It's like shut the fuck up. Yeah, you don't you don't yeah. believe in any of that <laughs> shit, you little bitch. Um, and of course nobody nobody says that, but uh, yeah. it's. It's why, and if you do, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, you'll get called out fast. If you point out the problems in this shit, it's you're, and that's another big part of why I don't like the internet and social media. I feel like I can't speak my mind without being crucified, and and it's not that I fear like cancel culture or whatever. Uh, I I feel like the my thoughts are so against the grain a lot of the time that I just don't have a place. To voice that opinion. I don't know. This is where a podcast fits in fucking perfectly. Because (laughs) the only reason I say that, and the only reason that I've kept doing a podcast after all these years, is because sharing your your peace of mind on Twitter fucking sucks. It is the worst medium to actually have a constructive conversation. It is, in my opinion... Just as good as having a, a conversation with somebody in person, right? It's you're, you're talking with somebody who most of the time you know, you respect, and you can have a constructive conversation without going off the toxic waterfall. Whereas when you try and voice an opinion on Twitter out into the fucking ether, most of the times it's lost, misinterpreted. There's context that's missing. Um, so having the podcast for me is vital because I can have – conversations that might not transcend well on social media, having it with other people, Um, having people like Bishop and middle-aged stream where I feel like I can be honest and be open with my perspectives. Um, Having a understanding community as well is a huge part because if if you have people in your community that just like shit on you all the time or, or constantly try to put you down for your opinions, it's really hard to have open conversations about stuff. So, and that's kind of something that kind of grows over time as well. Totally, yeah. As far as um, uh, the the last thing that I wanted to mention about social media is what I have found that has worked for me. So in, in the past year, I've done I've been pretty diligent about going back to my Twitter feed and just clicking on my profile and then scrolling and being like, what's it like to view Knacker's Twitter profile? Mm. And then so like, you know, just it's like, okay, it's something about 3D printing. Love that shit. Oh, we're building keyboards. Fuck yeah. Food, that's what I'm talking about. Podcasts, I fucking love podcasts. And I've gotten to the point where I like the shit that I'm posting myself because this is the type of content that I'm looking out for. There's there's no toxic positivity. I'm not engaging in arguments with people that I don't fucking know. Um, it's me trying to help people. And I think that's something that has really changed, even though I've always been pro-social media, that's something that's really changed for me recently. It's like, okay, am I actually putting out the shit that I would consume? And for a long time, that wasn't the case. I would say probably my first four or five years on Twitter, 
It's just bullshit, right? Like you had mentioned earlier, we just type up something random and you just throw it out there. Like it's a random thought. I stub my toe or complaining about something. You're like, what is this actually doing in out there? Uh, yeah. And, and if it's neutral, right? Like if you if you tweet a fart, that's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but if you're if you're actually putting something out there that is doing less or is put, having a negative impact. It's it's going to affect you just as much as it's going to affect the people that are also consuming um, your content. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's funny that you say this because when I hit my wall on streaming and I I kind of petered out, uh, there were there were two things that I kind of looked at, and and one of them was, am I making content that I would watch on Twitch? And the answer was no. I do not think what I was putting out on Twitch was what I would be watching. And I I said this in my Discord. I went in and I was like, hey man. Not hey man, I was like hey everyone. Uh, I think these are my two things. It was how what would I be watching the content I put out on Twitch, and the answer is no. And is it the best thing I can be making? Am I currently putting my best foot forward and my my hardest effort? And the answer was no. And I I took both of those things and I was like, whoa, hold on, I turned on. Your, uh, your audio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happening? I'm hearing myself. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I kind of, those were the two things that kind of made me stop. Gotcha. Okay. Those are two extremely important questions to ask yourself. And I, coincidentally, those are the same questions that I asked myself um, sometime last year. I had been playing video games on Twitch for ex- almost exclusively, you know, obviously had the podcast throughout, but podcast was only ever like one out of the four or five shows that I was having a week. And you you can probably say the same. I love playing video games. I love streaming video games. I love like the the audience I have when I play video games, um, you know, just like hanging out with people in chat when I'm playing. But it's not it's not going anywhere. And I think that you have your love and passion for video games probably surpasses mine. Um, I will go really hard into a single game like Call of Duty or Rocket League or whatever, and I'll just play that for four months. I'm not somebody who enjoys an entire genre of games like you do or that like really looks forward to the releases of certain games. I'm so fucking like I don't watch any of the the uh, conferences. I, I don't watch any game trailers like I don't get hyped for new stuff. Which makes me but yeah. makes me a terrible fucking streamer, right? It's to just not like I stream video games, but I don't care about video games, right? Um, video games are such a massive, massive influence um, and, and time sink in my life, and I love playing them, and I love what gaming has brought to me in my life. But I, I hit that point where I'm like, why am I creating content around video games when like I? I don't go out and search for creative or gaming content on Twitch. Like when, when I'm searching for content, I'm looking for tech shit, camera, audio, video, um, like marketing, SEO, all that stuff. That's the stuff that I like. This is what I want to consume. And yet that's not the content that I'm creating. Like, what the yeah. fuck did I do on Twitch for seven years that got me to this goddamn point? Um, so don't feel bad that you hit the four year mark and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Because <laughs> it took me seven years <laughs> to get to that point. <laughs> How have you been liking the transition into streaming not games? Um, 
I think that I'm, I feel like I'm so focused on the productivity side that I really haven't sat down and like considered the transition, right? Um, I have not looked at my viewership on Twitch in probably four or five months. Like I just, I just never look at it. I never look at my average viewerships. I never look at my viewer numbers. Um, I see my VOD numbers when I go back and look at my profile. That's about it. Um, however, like how I feel during the streams, I have way more energy. Um, I, I don't feel like I am putting on a show. I don't feel like I have to play something because somebody in chat is waiting for me to play it. Um, you know, I have friends that suggest games and I'll want to stream those games because they want to see me play it. Um, but I did, um, I don't know if you're around for this. I did something called sub select years back where whenever we would hit a certain amount of sub numbers, the person who made us hit that milestone chose a single player game for me to play. And I would play it from start to finish. I did that for two years straight, two years straight, of only playing video games that the community wanted me to play. And that turned out to be a te- fucking terrible idea because <laughs> I started hating video games. Uh, I, I wasn't looking forward to streams because I wasn't playing what I wanted. And while it got the it got the viewership, it got the subs, it got the sub trains, um, I wasn't really having it uh, towards the end there. So as a whole... I love what I'm doing right now because it's all centered around audio, video, and tech. I'm very much still trying to find my stride. Like, what what exactly do I want my Twitch content to be? That is still kind of, like, to be determined. Um, I found my stride on TikTok. Love that shit. YouTube, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing with YouTube. Twitter is a, a shit show. T- a Twitter is a, a cesspool <laughs> of, of bullshit. Yeah. It's like happiness and depression all bundled up in a nice little little kinder toy. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with the transition. Um, it's a lot more work because you have to plan ahead way more. Whereas like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to play a video game for six hours. That's it. I'll, I'll let yeah. the game be the content. I will let the chat be the content. But I, for the just chatting streams, you have to plan ahead, save content, save save articles to go over, um, plan topics, and it, it's a lot more work, but it's definitely more rewarding, and I can actually stream less um, than when I was doing streaming video games. Uh, I want to I touch on two things here. Uh, going back about um, video games and niches and stuff, I felt like one of the big problems I had on Twitch was that I really love indie games, mm-hmm. and the indie game scene on Twitch is not the best uh, and I really like video game releases and new games and like checking out new games and that's just not content that really correlates to Twitch very well to check out one game for like two hours and then move on right um, and I felt like that was a big problem I had as well and just what my interest there was and the other thing I want to talk uh, bring up here is that you baffle me with the amount of content that you put out <laughs> I have no fucking idea how you are so productive like I get notifications when you post something on TikTok and I'm just like every fucking day you're putting like a really great, highly edited like video on TikTok. Then I'm just like, how did you have time to like film this shit, put it in a video editor, edit it, export it, fucking fill out all the tags and the fucking the, the thing and just like put it on TikTok every goddamn day without wanting to like not do it anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm just like you're insane. Ask ask my girlfriend <laughs> where I, where <laughs> I am like 90% of the day. Um, that 
uh, not only that's kind of a downside, right? Is that I I work that much, but as far as being on social media and creating that content, I I do enjoy that side of it. Um, I will say in the in the conversation of TikTok, I was feeling so stagnant with what I was doing on Twitch, and then I started creating shit for TikTok, and my like my gut feeling, like my gut content creation. The shit that I like to make and the shit that I find funny, TikTok is like the perfect platform for it. it it's the stuff that does well. It, it's crazy how the shit that I put a lot of time into doesn't do as well on TikTok. And then like the random, like sitting on my phone camera to get chat to look at my butthole kind of deal will like take off, right? Or yeah. doing a random TikTok about a sandwich shop in my town gets 200,000 views compared to I saw that, yeah. something I will script, record, edit, spend four hours doing. And um, so that, like, that's a crazy part of it. I, I, uh, I, I tried TikTok for like two weeks and I, I was doing like these uh, video game reviews, just like 60 second video. I game remember those. I like, yeah. And I was like writing them and recording them and I was like having to cut stuff out to get it in the 60 second. And like they were they were not doing super well. Like they were they were getting like 90 views each. And I made one video that was like a, it was like a tell me your gaming hot take or something. And it was like, I fucking hate Call of Duty. I remember that. too. And that video just like it did very well. And I was like, fuck this, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. That I don't know. Another you, uh, thing with TikTok is you can you can have one video take off and then your next 10 will all just be dog shit views. This is how it goes. I, I hate that. the I hate that the uh, the avenue you should take on not necessarily social media, but TikTok specifically is that you should just fucking shit out content yeah just like film bad like i i am of the mentality with content creation that the the quality over quantity and algorithms do not favor that whatsoever no especially they, not now they favor yeah like it is it is put out as much content even if it's bad as you can and get fucking sucked up by the algorithms and spit out the other side i don't know yeah, I uh, I think the the key to pumping out, and it's funny you say that because I feel like I'm so fucking lacking when it comes to pushing out content. Like I I beat myself up um, <laughs> is to not have any friends, not have any family that you see locally, uh, not have any other hobbies. Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't go to bars. Don't go to shows. Don't go to movies. And and you'll have you'll have plenty of free time. And also have a very very understanding girlfriend. But that was a conversation I had before we started dating. I'm just like, I'm letting you know, I'm a workaholic and I work all the time. And you're going to have to tell me like, hey, you need to stop working and come hang out with me. But you also can't be mad when I say no five out of the seven times. Because if, if I'm not being productive, creating something, or just like working towards something, I am a depressed shell of a person. Like it, I, I need like a path or progress in order to feel like I'm doing something. Um, and that, that not everybody feels that way. Not everybody wants to work every single day of the week, of the month, of the year. Um, and and that kind of when we were talking earlier about kind of shifting your your personality. Being a workaholic is kind of a personality trait, in my opinion, and it's not necessarily a great one. But you have to be, you have to be along for that ride if you're going to hop onto content creation and try to grow something. 
Yeah, and I, I, uh, you are a constant source of uh, inspiration in that. I think all you put out so much content on 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 Twitter and TikTok, and it's all so good. I'm just like, how is this man fucking doing this? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, it and just going, you know, going into perspective to hear somebody else say that, like what you just said to me. Nobody says that to each other. Right. Like that type of conversation is not heard of a lot. And you as a content creator, even if you do hear a compliment, you immediately tune it out. And you're like, what about all of these random people that I don't know that are talking shit about me? Let's focus on what these people are saying. Um, Oh, it's 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 like the that maybe. So Ellie Vassell, uh, he he said this he in this is this was about, you know, the Holocaust. He said that the opposite of hate isn't or the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And I feel like that's Twitch and social media as a fucking whole. It's not the people that come into your chat and say horrible things about you that stick with you. It's the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that come to your chat and leave and don't say a thing. Yeah. It's like, it's when I go to my Twitch and I see the amount of views my, my channel has and then I look at my follow number and I'm like, how do these two things correlate? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is insane. I don't know, maybe... Maybe that's crazy, but no. I, I feel like social media is just like this cutthroat, crazy, like scroll past every single person because it's not a person anymore, and we're all just like buying into this crazy lie that big business and, and social media has sold us. That, it definitely is something to consider, <laughs> and I, I think that I probably, for the most part, try to tune that out, and th- and it's only because... I found a lot of people on social media. Okay, so I'll ask you this. When you look at my content on your feed, what is the percentage of people that create content that you enjoy compared to the shit? Maybe like 20 to 25%. Okay, so not much. I I don't know. What's yours? I curate the fuck out of my social media feed. Yeah. I, I mute, I block, and it, it, even if it's somebody that I... I have people that I follow on Twitch, that I watch on Twitch a lot. I don't follow their social media because they're fucking terrible at it. Not, not only mm. are they bad at being their own social media manager, they just use it in ways that is not productive to good mental health. They use it to complain. They use it to shit on people. They only use it to promote stuff. They never engage with content that is good for them. You know, you, you might have friends or content creators that you follow. They're only ever on your timeline because they're interacting with something negative, whether it's, um, and I don't want to say that, uh, I won't say that. It, just, there's just always something that they're interacting with that has a negative attached to it, whether it's like it made you mad, it made you angry, it made you combative. And you're like, holy shit, it is exhausting observing you interacting with shitty content. I can't imagine what it's like to be the person that interacts with that all all the time. Yeah, like how do people get out of bed and be like, I'm gonna, I hate everything, I'm mad, and like go to bed at night and be happy and get and want to get out of bed the next day. And like what is what is getting you out of your bed? Right. I don't know. Uh, um, I think that a big part of my problem with social media is, is is me obviously i have the tools to fix my problems with it but for some reason my psyche just like wants to consume consume all this garbage 
That's and, uh, totally understandable, w- by the way. <laughs> like 100%. And I want <laughs> to increase my, my number of content I think that I enjoy because uh, it's probably more like 50%, but like 25% of that is just shit that I find funny. Right. And it's not necessarily content that I'm like inspired by or moved by, whereas the, uh, maybe the other 25% of it is stuff that's like I'm in awe of the things that people are making. Like I like like art. Like I follow like this NFT thing is just blown up and digital art. Yeah. And like, it's just like sucked on my feet and I'm like this shit is so fucking cool. I don't understand NFTs at all. But like at either. least I'm getting to see people's art on my timeline and like that's so cool. Have you But like and then I'll see like a, a the, it's like a video of a dog farting and I'll like yeah. <laughs> Are you on uh, iOS or Android? Uh, I'm an iOS user. Okay. Myself. Have you ever heard of a Twitter app called Tweetbot? <laughs> so Tweetbot is it's a paid application. I believe it's six dollars a year now. Um, it gives you your tweets in chronological order without ads, and it shows way less people replying to shit. It, it's showing you the genuine tweets. So if you're feeling like you need a little bit of a shift in your Twitter consum- consumption, try out TweetBot because you will see way more of the people that you follow tweeting. Because Twitter now is, you'll see people that you don't even follow replying to people that you don't follow. Yeah, totally. What Tons the fuck? It. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would be it's, my my suggestion to you is is trying to find maybe a, a different app that lets you curate your timeline a little bit more, um, and then you won't feel like such a piece of shit because that that is the <laughs> that is the epitome of what's wrong with social media is that like at its core, if it were to operate exactly how it did ten years ago, it would be fine, but. These big tech companies have found that we consume things way differently than a chronological order of just tweets. Like, oh, we're going to show you things that you might be interested in. We're going to show you people responding to bullshit. We're going to show you like more more negative stuff than positive stuff. All to feed off of us, like as human beings, like they're literally feeding off of us. And so whenever I can kind of curate my feeds a little bit more um, to have a better experience on the other end. I'll, I'll always be a, 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 you know, an encourager of that. Yeah, I might actually check that out. Uh, this might be a little bit of a stretch here, but I feel like a big problem I have with Twitch is their, their business model and their, the way they're operating and their algorithm. And and that's kind of how I made this connection is this Twitter algorithm is like fucking juiced, right? It's it's like this is the shit that people want. This is the shit that people consume. This is the shit that people interact with. And that's what you're getting. Twitch is like so goddamn far behind the curve on the algorithm line. And it just blows my mind that a company owned by Amazon cannot invest a couple hundred million dollars into making this platform something that could change the world. And they don't do it drives me up the fucking wall and it and that's like another big reason that i like i i can't bring myself to like want to do this full time i don't want to devote my life and my time to a company and a website that i don't believe in right and i don't know yeah that is one of the main reasons why I've been putting a lot of time into other platforms like YouTube and TikTok is because I know that there there might be a day in the coming years where I'm no longer streaming on Twitch. I'm still streaming somewhere, and I have to 
prepare for that transition? And, and going back to uh, a point earlier you made about being a streamer also includes all of these other things. Creating content on platforms that you don't really care about is in that package a little bit because you have to be ready to get up and move and you have to be you have to be able to pick up your community with you wherever you go. Because if you put all of your eggs into Twitch and it disappears, you're going to have a really fucking hard time rebuilding that somewhere. It's, it's way easier just to transfer that stuff elsewhere. And you you kind of have to love figuring out social media platforms and how their algorithms work. And you, you mentioned this earlier, like you have to enjoy figuring how that shit works so that you can create content for those platforms and create original content. And that is, um, that's really fucking hard to do. Yeah. And it's like, it's mentally hard, uh, to want to do that stuff. And I, I have so much fucking props and respect for the people that do it. Even though some of them do them in kind of sleazy ways, mm-hmm. I'm still like, at least you're part of the hustle and like you're fucking successful. Like you're doing it. I, I just can't bring myself to, to want to go that route. I don't know. That is, I, I think about that all the time, all the time. And what I always come back to is, I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, there are so many streamers that uh, that were above me, that I looked up to, uh, that had great viewership three years ago, that don't fucking exist. Like not just on Twitch, they don't exist anymore. And so I have I've trained myself to look up for for inspiration when it comes to other content creators. But as far as like when it comes to numbers and admiration for the community size, I cut that shit out of my head so fast because. What they're doing to get their viewership in that moment completely volatile. It it, it is not sustainable, and so <coughs> excuse me. It is it it is insane to me when I go and look at vods from like three or four years ago, and you, you've got the t- Twitch chat replay, and you look at all the names that you have in chat, and you're like, oh, oh my god, that person's gone, 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 streaming to two. Two people now, when they were streaming to 80 before, not streaming, they moved platforms. Well over 50% of the people from years ago. So, you you, like, change is imminent, um, and there's nothing that you can do about it. It, It's it's coming whether you like it or not. Yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of, like, the big streaming uh, advice people being like, you should move to YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I haven't I haven't really watched many of those videos right now because I'm not uh, consuming much Twitch content uh, right now. But I've I've seen the 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 clickbait. I guess yep. it's just like I'm leaving Twitch. I don't know. Do you, are you still um, consuming on TikTok? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm not on TikTok all that much. I watch a little bit of it. Um, my girlfriend consumes like a ton of TikTok. Okay, uh, gotcha. But I I really like TikTok. I just like. There's something about it that when I sit down to watch it, I can't fucking stop. Yes. So I try not to open that. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I tell myself that I'm consuming TikTok content for the better of my brand and for the better <laughs> of the, my future and content creation. Yeah. But goddamn, is it not just like oh, just just one more? Oh, I'll I'll just one more. Oh, yeah. One more time. It's so uh, easy. 
uh, and then like, and then you're there for two freaking yeah. hours, and it's yeah. And then you see that fucking asshole with his big beautiful smile. Hey, you've been on TikTok for 14 hours. Maybe it's time <laughs> to take a break. It's like fuck Maybe. you. I'm gonna keep swiping. Oh, yeah. Um, when I was trying the TikTok thing, I one thing I had a problem with was trying to find content in the niche that I wanted, and I think that's something TikTok could improve upon a little bit, and just like. I felt like when I would look up like gaming or like like the hashtag or whatever, the content that I was getting was not what I was looking for. And maybe that's maybe that's on my end and then I'm not looking up the right thing and that maybe I haven't juiced those algorithms to my liking quite enough. That's what I would uh, say. But yeah. But I, it's hard to get that start. Yes. Like to to like to find the people that you want to interact with it's it's hard to find them but once you do it the algorithm kind of picks it up and figures it out but getting that first start is on tiktok there is a little hard and i I think it could maybe be a little more intuitive i i'm literally like i'm looking at you and i'm talking to myself even though you have hair and i don't um (laughs) that is how that is exactly how i felt when i first started on tiktok like five to six months ago um Mm. I will when and if you come back to content creation, what, however many days you're going to stream, minus it by one and spend a day creating something for TikTok. And whether in the beginning it's just just consuming it and 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 juicing up that algorithm to get it to where you want, because I'm I'm the same I, I'm in the same mindset right now where or I'm, I'm sorry I'm in the progressed mindset where I finally found that my algorithm is feeding me content that I like to watch and it's an enjoyable experience. And I think if you continued with those 60 second game reviews or or those 60 second little clips, if you kept up with that and and got your shit curated within those, within those gaming niches, um, you know, it it may, might not be like the fucking Joe Rogan of TikTok, but you might find a stride (laughs) um, because I truly believe that, Anybody has the opportunity to create successful, consistent content if they love it enough. Like if you found the one thing, indie games, that you love and you just obsessed over that shit, and you if you spend more time on TikTok than you did on Twitch, you might find that you you find a following, you find a group that you really enjoy. Um, and you also might find people uh on Twitch from building something within TikTok. Yeah, and I I do think that that is is a a route that I would I would like to take. I would like to try the TikTok thing a little cool. harder. I think one thing that I struggle with is is maybe like a little bit. I don't I don't know the correct terminology. It might be like a little bit of like imposter syndrome kind of thing where I'm just like I can't quite figure out what it is that I want to make. And the problem is that I put a lot of these of time and effort into the things that I do kind of want to make, and they don't do well. And so I'm like, should I change? Should I try something new? Should I just keep doing it until it gets to the point where I'm like, where nothing, like, then I'm four years deep and nothing's changed? I, I don't know. Like, do I, and, and that's kind of how I felt with, like, with, with the, the game reviews thing. I was like, these aren't doing super hot. Should I, like, try a different angle? Or, and I, maybe there's just a line between, like, uh, consistency and making good content that I just can't quite find. And I I don't know it's I, it's just this constant mental battle of like is the content I'm putting out one what I should be putting out and two 
what I'm enjoying. And I feel sure. like there's a, there's a balance there that, that just has to be found. So I'm going to hit two different points, and I don't want... I'm not adding you. I'm actually adding both of us at the same time because this is something that I've struggled with a lot. When when you say I like so many different things that I don't know what I don't know what I want to focus on, that is, mm-hmm. that is you creating an excuse for yourself to not do. Like subconsciously, that mindset is I'm creating an excuse. If you were if somebody were to hold a gun to your head right now and say, "You have one piece of content to work on for the rest of your life, you stupid ass." You could probably <laughs> come up with something. Probably figure it out. Um, as far as when, when you're thinking about, okay, what's the content that I, what, that I want to create? And obviously, it's human nature to say, I want to create something that people like. But after and after those three or four years of doing that, if you're not creating what you like, it will all be fucking worthless. It will be worthless. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like, and maybe this is just me making another excuse for myself. But a big problem I have is that what I like is video games, right? And video game content on the internet just does dog shit. It just does not do well. So I think I just have to fucking move on. I don't know <laughs> what the other. I maybe like make content other places and then just play video games on Twitch. Or, and uh, who knows? That's like, okay. So I'm glad you said that because I, for some reason had this stupid idea in my mind that if I'm going to be a streamer on Twitch, I got to play video games on Twitch. I got to create highlights for YouTube. I got to do gaming tip videos on TikTok. Um, There are a lot of people that have successful YouTube channels and Twitch channels that don't do the same things. Um, This is on a a massive scale, right? And it's kind of hard to look that far up. Harris Heller, his live streams, they're all just chatting. He just sat there ask questions, and then sometimes play video games. His YouTube channel was no Twitch or gaming content whatsoever. It was strictly uh, audio, video, hardware, gear reviews, and and tips. Um, And then his Twitter content was just like uh, basically just taking that shit and advertising it on on Twitter. Um, You can absolutely do that to where... If you want to stream on Twitch because you love streaming on Twitch, you can continue to do that if you're putting in the effort and the scripted content into those those other platforms. Um, and I, I like your mindset of, well, maybe I just create different types of content for the other platforms and then just use Twitch for, for live streaming games. Um, and then the people that you find creating content for those other platforms might find their way to Twitch and help you build that up a little bit as well. Yeah, another another problem that I have, and this is probably a little niche, I guess, or whatever. I feel like when I do have the desire to make content that isn't gaming, I'm not really sure how to go about that in a branding sense. Sure, I'm not sure how if I need to like make a second YouTube channel or like have it all under one YouTube channel or like have a completely different. I don't know. And that's and that's something I struggle with as well. I've kind of gone back and forth with like different YouTubes and like changing the name of my YouTube a few times yep. and just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there. Every platform is different. YouTube especially is like not only does it come down to the type of content that you're creating, the length of the content and like the the punctuality of the content really really comes into play. Um if you have a a gaming YouTube channel where you upload Call of Duty highlights, funnies, fuck-ups, and then you upload 
a three hour podcast with a, a Call of Duty commentator. They're both Call of Duty, but that three hour video is going to destroy your click through rate. It's going to destroy your average watch time. And when you start fucking with those statistics, it forces YouTube to stop recommending your stuff as much, and and that kind of comes a, comes into play. Um, Twitter. It's kind of like, what the fuck ever, right? I, I don't really understand how Twitter works in that capacity. <laughs> um, with TikTok, I see people that all they do are trendy dancing videos. And that that's all they fucking do. And then I see other people on Twitch that will do majority like Twitch tips, but then they also do gaming clips and they also do like uh, clips from their podcasts and stuff. And that does well too. I think TikTok is very still... Very much still in the Wild West phase, where you could just you could just experiment with it and find out. Uh, they do say yeah. that when you go viral on TikTok, you better hope that what you went viral for was like your core content. Because if you go viral for an amazing sous vide steak, and then you're like, oh, okay, my content is actually blacksmithing. Like the people who follow you because they thought you were a steak master, like what the fuck? This guy's just hammering metal all day, and and so that comes into play as well. So like if if you and this is just like if you wanted to make cooking content and blacksmithing content and like what dancing content, mm-hmm. like on YouTube and all these other things, should you have three different accounts and three different monikers to post all of those things? Yes. But like that sounds like a nightmare to juggle. It does. And that kind of comes back to that excuse that me and you both make for ourselves. Yeah. We should yeah. just focus on one of the things. Um, mm. And I, you can tell me if I'm wrong. One of the reservations with picking one thing is we feel like there's only so much time. And you're like, oh, yeah, like if, totally. if I if I spend like you probably look at your past four years on Twitch and go, I fucking wasted my time on Twitch. Yeah, and it's also like a fallacy of sunk costs, right? It's like, I've put four years into this. I shouldn't quit. Right, like, right. It's I, like, I've got to make it work now. Four years of my life are down the drain. It's It's got to happen. And I, that was a long time that I thought that. I was like, I've put so much time, effort, and money. Like, All the money. I don't even care about... I don't even care about the money because I love buying the shit. And <laughs> I love the tech side of it. So it's, it's not like... It's not like I feel like I wasted all this money. I still love all the shit that I buy. Right. Uh, uh, but you know it comes into account, and I'm just like I I did all this. I'm, I'm I, I gotta keep going. Like I gotta. I, eventually something will stick. Eventually it'll work. Eventually I'll have six fucking viewers. I don't know. And eventually I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm done. Moving on. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sorry that you had to kind of come to that Russian roulette of a decision. You're like, okay, <laughs> how, how fucking long, how, like, how many times do I pull this trigger, right, before before it's time to... That's a terrible analogy to use for fucking... Like, we're talking about mental health and, like, positivity. <laughs> Put a gun to your head and just click and see how many times. Um, I, I... And... and Go ahead. Uh, and something I, I kind of wanted to touch on in that is this mentality and this idea that you can make it as a professional content creator in in the world today it's kind of a new thing and i feel like a lot of people were already had careers and already had jobs and already had kind of a backup plan but i think there are a lot of kids and like young people coming up like like myself they were like i want to do this i'm going to give it a shot right and i think the way to go about it is to not do that correct it is it's to have a plan A and this be your plan B. 
It's and I just don't think that anybody is like I think kids and young minds that are coming up in the world today with this content and this kind of thing need to understand that. Like you should try a traditional thing first mm-hmm. and work with it and then go also do this as a hobby and if it takes off if you put all your free time into this and if it works then you're good and yeah i'm glad you said that because for a long time as the years went on i'm like oh i've been doing this for four years oh, i've been doing this for five i've been doing this for fucking six years but the reality is yeah i've put almost eight years into streaming but that's not eight years of me trying to make streaming my job that's eight years of me building a career in IT in the background and then just continuing to put all of my free time into streaming. Um, I don't know if this is how you feel, but there is nothing else that I would put my free time towards. Like there isn't a hobby that's sitting on the bench just waiting to be picked up. There's obvious ones like um, if I could go 100% into 3D printing, I would. If I could go become like a woodworking fucking master, I got my, uh, oh my God, I said my other microphone. I have my retirement to learn woodworking, right? So that can go, like, woodworking is not advancing into a new fucking age where I'm like, I'm going to miss out on the best parts of woodworking. Like, it's been the fucking same for decades. Um, yeah. And and one uh, one positive thing I want to say is that I wouldn't change it. I would, good. I mean, I would maybe not, I would like, I would maybe, you know, do it as a backup plan, but I would still have done it. Like, right. I, I still love Twitch and I still love streaming and I, I'm very proud of a lot of the things I've made and a lot Good. of the uh, the things I've learned and the things I've done. I just wish I would have done it slightly differently and and gone about it in a more reasonable adult way. Sure. And 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 I think that I think that is advice that younger people or people who want to do this should kind of of maybe listen to. <laughs> and, and and now that you know that streaming five to six days a week is not the way to go about streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I still don't know what the fucking way to go about streaming is. <laughs> the, the only advice that I can give you is when you come back to it, it, it's okay to worry about what will people want to watch. Don't let that be the dictator of what you create find establish the core for yourself and then you can make little changes to appease the audience right um for example like when i started crocs and hot pockets it was five people a two to three page script of just anything that we were going to talk about we would hit all of those points podcasts were three hours long and it was a terrible listening experience. It's absolutely terrible. And then over time, I you know, I didn't quit the podcast because I, nobody was listening to it. I said, "Okay, I know that I still love doing the podcast, but there's probably some things that I could do to kind of trim the fat and make it consumable for today's standards." So I, you know, I I I shrunk the size of the guests and the hosts. I decided to do more content with just one-on-one conversations with people decided to take conversations outside of streaming. And that's when I started to get a little bit more positive feedback on on the content that I was creating instead of just having a three-hour-long talking session with five dudes who didn't really talk about anything worthwhile. So to wrap that up, when, when you decide what you want to do, make sure it's something that like 
you don't need motivation to do. Like when you, when you think about like, oh, I got to go home and I got to create this content. It should be like, no, I'm going to be creating this even if I wasn't making a piece of content. Out. Like this is what I would be doing. And if you've got if you've got a love and a passion for games and for indie games, I, I guarantee that you can find some sort of routine content, whether it's for Twitch or TikTok or whatever, that you can just be like, oh, no, this is like I'm actually enjoying the creation part of this. And the part that really helps with TikTok with their with the comments, being able to do video replies and the stitching and duetting, you can find like minded people like if you were to curate the fuck out of your TikTok to where you were just like in indie TikTok, you find some people that you like, you'll find content that you um, like to consume. It'll inspire you to create different shit. Like when you're thinking about what content that you want to create in the future, there are things that you will probably end up doing that you're not even thinking about right now because you haven't been inspired to create that content yet. Um, and and that's the other, the, the positive side of social media, in my opinion, is you will find inspiration or ideas for things that you had no idea that you would. Yeah. And I want to, I want to oh. say another thing. Oh, your, your um, mic was cut for a second. You're good. Oh, am I yep. good? Um, and I, I, I truly believe that anyone can do this or whatever they want if they really put their mind to it. I think with streaming, the problem is that I don't think people understand what it all encompasses. Mm-hmm. And I, I touched on this a little bit, but like if you are not like if, if you're in chat right now and you're not if you, if you want to be a full time content creator uh, and, and that's whatever I say to you is not going to matter and you're going to do it anyway. I truly believe you can do it. I, I, I truly believe anyone can do it if they try hard enough. It's just you have to understand the toll it's going to take. Yeah. And I, I came to the conclusion that it wasn't worth it. And that's just me. Um, but yes, I, 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 I agree uh, on all fronts. The toll and the sacrifice. Um, I'm, I don't know how social you are before COVID. I'm okay giving up the movie theater, giving up the bar, giving up the shows. Giving, giving up the in-person hangouts with friends. Like, I am okay with giving all of that up um, because it's just not where it's not where I get the enjoyment out of my life a lot of the times. Like, I, I love seeing friends. I love hanging out with friends. I love going to the movies. Um, I enjoy going to the bar. I love going to shows. But those were things that I decided that I needed to give up in order to, like, give this other thing, like, a try. And... Even looking back, I don't regret all the time that I've spent because there's so many other positives and, and skills and knowledge and, and wisdom that I've gained, um, like all of the people that I've had. I'm sure th- out of the, the 12 podcasts that you did, you probably had some really great fucking conversations with people and, and learned a lot. Uh, it's, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and you probably benefited um, fr- from that stuff. So th- there's a lot of positives that come out of it as well, and I'm it's very heartwarming to hear that you don't regret the time that you spent, even though you may not have seen the result that you wanted to at the end of it. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? At the time it felt natural. It felt, it was what I wanted to be putting my time into. It was what I was passionate about. It was what like I was enjoying at the time. And in that position four years ago, I would do the same fucking thing. I like, it was what I wanted to devote my time to. There's no way it wasn't like, 
sure, I should have had a little bit of forethought and been like, yeah, maybe I should, like, you know, take some online classes or whatever. But, like, I didn't. And, and, and that's the way it is. And, uh, and at the time, that was the decision I made. And I, I would do it again if I was in that position again. Good. That means you don't live in the past. So you're, you're ahead of 80% of the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I did genuinely, like, meet a lot of people and learn a lot. And, like, I've, I, there's a lot that I do really love about this and like Twitch and like, like online communities and the internet and, and all these things. But I, I just feel that there's maybe it's just me at the time in my life right now. There's just a lot of like things that slowly built up like dominoes and then just got pushed over. And I was like, these fucking, there's so many goddamn things. I don't know. <laughs> Has there um, outside of inspiration for, content creation is there anything that you've seen in a video in a picture in a tiktok that you've been like i want to buy that so i can have it in my room like the inspiration that you've gotten for your space because of things that you've seen in other in other people's offices or bedrooms oh uh, totally i mean i feel like i feel like you're just chatting screen highly influenced mine i just like the way you have it set up and that it's like you have the the it, a small camera it doesn't take up the whole screen and you have the the reel of uh things on the side yep. I think I think this light over here was recommended by Harris Heller. Yeah, um, I like the the light bar. Life uh, Life X cool. Beam. Yeah, okay. that's what it is. Sweet. It's a, it's a sweet thing. I, yeah, like I and like a lot of the content I consume myself um, is like a lot of like let's plays. Like I just like sitting down and watching one person play a video. Game. That like, is that's, my girlfriend. That's the content I like. That and and yeah, she. Like, she doesn't like oh she watches like Summit and a couple like RP live streamers. Um, but she she's a, a YouTube content person, like a lot of let's plays, uh two best friends, game grumps, um, funhouse yeah. when they were good and not soliciting nudes um from underage show. Okay, that was one person from Funhouse. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh. Too soon. Um <laughs> I mean uh game grumps are a little in there now. It's yeah, like, that, that, oh my god. How hard is it? <laughs> To not want to fuck underage children, I don't. I it just must come with like the power or something. The, the power I, dynamic I and stuff. Jesus fucking Christ! It's just I don't know how like normal people can just be like. Maybe it's because it's easy. It, it, I, yeah, oh yeah. I maybe I'm maybe I'm some kind of monster by trying to have some kind of sympathy, but I don't know. It's, it, it's good. It's good to have sympathy. Don't 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 lose that part <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> but the fucking the internet would just like. I go on Twitter and I see people be like, these people are monsters, eat them alive, yeah. end their career. <laughs> Obviously, don't fucking solicit nudes from underage people and like cheat on your wife behind your back and like all that shit. Like, don't fucking do it. But maybe they had like a, a mental problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. And unfortunately, there are cameras and microphones all, all over it. Yeah. Think about the shit that's been going on for years that, before the internet that like nobody touched. On. Yep. Yep. Horrible atrocities. One of the one of the last things that I want to touch on um, before wrapping this up is I think one of the most important parts of content creation. It is something that I keep my finger on the pulse of at all times because I truly believe that it's the people part of content creation that keeps me it keeps me here, it keeps me around. Um, it keeps me craving uh, companionship, um, you know, on a friend level because of the amount of inspiration 
and, and motivation that I get from other people. Making friends um, in, in the content creation field. What has your experience been since starting streaming with that? Uh, it's it's been very positive, uh, and and I feel like there's a couple uh, there's a there's two sides of this coin in my opinion. Uh, there's I've made a lot of friends, and I really love the friends I've made. Uh, you and and Shark and Squeezier and Chad and they're, they're I, I see I Shark and Squeeze. I uh, I love those people to death. Um, but I also feel like there's a uh, a kind of dark side to this. And maybe maybe it's it's not as uh, invisible as I like to think. In that, I think there's a lot of fakeness that happens on the internet, um, and and it's kind of hard to figure out how to navigate that. Uh, obviously, I think you should just go in being genuine. Yes. And, uh, other people who you meet are genuine. You'll just come out on the other side and you'll be friends. And uh, the other thing to this is that making friends in this space is the the best part of it. Uh, you get to experience other people's streams who inspire you on the daily. You get to hang out with people who are like, you would never have met in real life otherwise. Um, but that isn't, I don't want people to come in and think that to make it on Twitch, you should just make friends that that's, I feel like, I don't know. This is, this is just like this dynamic I have in my brain where I, I, part of me thinks that that is a great way to do it and to like make genuine friends. But I don't want people to come in and think that they just need to go in and spend fucking hours and hours upon hours in other people's streams until they are friends with those people and then they can just mooch their viewers. Uh, I think there's a balance in that you... It should, friends, in my opinion, should be a byproduct of the con- content you are making and not the main desire. Or uh, not like a requirement of... Yeah. Got you, got you. Um, I I see a lot of my own qualities in you from myself like five years ago. <laughs> Toxic positivity! <laughs> uh, I, too, am a cynical person at heart. My, my parents just buried that inside me. Like, the cynicism that they had, they buried in me. And I don't want to say that it ruined anything for me, but it's definitely robbed me of some, like, careless fun in my life, right? Or it has caused me to be... I, I think a large part of being cynical is also being judgmental, right? I think that those go hand in hand. And I've been... I've prejudged a lot of people, a lot of things, and I've been cynical to the part where I have probably missed out on some some experiences in my life. And when it comes to making friends on Twitch, I have been burned a lot trying to find people to help out with the stream, whether paid or not. I have been burned over and over and over again. And in the same way, I... The people that I looked up to and worshipped four years ago are not around. The same thing happens with people that exist online and people that you make friends with. In three years, some people will still be there and some people will not. I used to go into that thinking, I'm not going to give you the time of day because there's a really good chance that we're just not going to be friends after the fact. Or you're going to fuck me or I'm going to fuck you. Uh, Not in the good way. And it's just it's going to end up messy for us on the other end. And what I have learned is 
instead of having the mindset that trust needs to be earned, it's that trust needs to be taken away from me to like to feel anything. So I'm I'm going to give you the the better side of the coin. I'm going to give you the trust. And then when you fuck up and you get it taken away, that's just the end of it. And you move on. Instead of instead of being reserved and like holding on to that and only giving out your trust to the people that you deem worthy, I, I was that way for fucking like 26, 27 years. And in, in the last couple of years, I've kind of flipped over and realized, okay, you know what? When you when you meet somebody new, just give them your all. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them your trust. And then when shit goes sideways, you can always retract it after the fact. And it's been much easier for me that way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I think uh, I've had very few negative experiences with making friends and and um, and that side of things on Twitch. I I love my my internet friends a lot. Um, I just I my I guess my main argument here is that it's kind of a slippery slope. And that I don't want people to come in thinking that it's a, it's, that's the way to make it big, and that's how you should handle. It. You should just make friends, just like just just go on the internet and fucking be a normal person and make friends, yep. and like and just like think of it as like, you know, any other social interaction. Don't think of it as like trying to manipulate things. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is the how you do it to make it big. Maybe you are like maybe you do have to it be works. a manipulative fucking friend to everyone asshole. I don't know. It it, it um, definitely works, but those qualities reveal themselves at, at some yeah. point. And and maybe it's five years later and they've already accumulated two hundred and fifty grand and they got the sponsorships, but you only see the successful part of a person. You don't see what maybe the next ten years after being a Twitch streamer is like, where they are broke alone have no family have no friends um are are living by themselves you don't think of the long term of that shit you just look at oh what they're experiencing right now yeah and and uh, another thing i wanted to say is that what a what a weird world and uh time we live in in that like so many people are making friends online and if their online presence disappears they're just they're just gone yeah like that's not something that necessarily could happen in like the real world like you could drive to their house and knock on their door but here it's like gone Uh, i i agree to an extent but think about like how old are you i am 22 oh my god you're a baby i didn't realize that you were that young (laughs) um i I saw this uh (laughs) i saw this one tiktok the other day somebody had made a tiktok and then somebody duetted it or they had stitched it and they're like yo terry is that you? You were my fucking, my best friend in third grade. And then one day you just never came back to school and I never saw you again. Yeah, that's And true. then Terry, Terry restitched that. Was like, Daryl, what the fuck is that you? I'm like, I'm, my dad got a job in another town and we moved. And like, I didn't have a phone. Like, we didn't have a phone back then. So to an extent, it, it, is, it is harder to yeah. lose track of somebody. But... If they're not on, like, if they leave Twitter and they have an Instagram, but you don't follow them on Instagram, you can lose them forever. That's true. That's a good point in that it, it, we live in a little bit more of a connected world. But even yeah. if even if somebody moves, you can look them up in the yellow pages eventually and find them. True. If somebody decides true. to remove themselves from social media, there is a really good chance that you will never see that person again. Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like there are like people who I have had interactions with online and like been friends with and like I haven't talked to them in in years. They just kind of 
just I mean, there's also people in my real life who I, I've made connections with and we're friends with, and I also haven't talked to them in years. So maybe it's not that. Different. Does that bug you? Uh, like I, I part of me misses that, sure, right? But it's also partly my fault for not reaching out myself. Do you feel like you? Or like your your relationship is degrading because you don't have a constant like finger on that pulse. Like it's you don't have an active relationship, therefore there is no relationship. Um maybe. I don't know. Uh that's 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 a that's a hard question. Um and I I I think it kind of correlates to, to real friends as well. Um I I think there's still a connection. Like if I were to see those people, they wouldn't be like "fuck you." <laughs> They'd be like, "Hey man, good to see yeah. you" or whatever. Like it would be it would be a genuine thing. I think I think that's just part of life and, and drifting away from other people. One thing that I do, I I I just thought of in that, um, a, a part of the problem I had with kind of walking away from Twitch is all of the friends I've made, and that I don't I feel like by me walking away from from Twitch as um, and spending the amount of time as I do there, I'm kind of saying like goodbye to a lot of people. Um, if if just for a short time, but it, it's still hard. Like that's a that's a hard thing to to do. I will. Um, I, I hate that I'm in this position of like giving my younger self advice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I what I will say is that the the common occurrence of losing losing sight of somebody and 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 losing a connection with them is tenfold in in five six seven years like you will go months without talking to somebody and it should pick up where it left off there there should be absolutely no dialogue of it's been it's been a while how come we don't hang out anymore i haven't seen you in so like if people ever tell you that you delete them out, out of your con- out of your <laughs> yeah. contact uh, list. Um, it's just the, the absolute worst type of, of of relationship to have, and so and that's kind of like the great part about having the internet is you can check up with people or you can check on people without checking in with somebody. And I know that that's maybe like a weird doesn't really make up for having a relationship, but in my opinion, compared to twenty years ago, it's way better than like. Leaving your best friend Betsy when you were nineteen and never fucking seeing them again, um, yeah, true. and or having the opportunity to like check in with them. So um, I- I'm glad that you you still have awesome friends even after you've stopped streaming because that means that they were your genuine friends. Um, I would advise you. I don't, I don't know if you feel this way, but there's probably some people that you've stopped talking to just because you're not streaming, whether that's you're not consuming Twitch anymore or they're not in, in your chat anymore. Um, don't feel like that is just because you're not streaming anymore or they realize that they can't get something from you so so they're no longer hanging around. There are people who, if I stop streaming on Twitch, I would stop interacting with them completely because we don't follow each other on Twitch or, or Twitter or Instagram or I just don't care for their their other content like some people i'll hang out for the just chatting parts of their stream but then as soon as they start playing a video game i'm like all right i'm, I'm out because it's just it's not my shit um you will probably find a lot of people will just contact will just kind of completely drop off but to me that's 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 totally okay it's, it's a very very normal thing to happen 
it's it's just a, a evolving weird world we live in these days. And I I also feel like that's amplified by like streamer culture. Yeah. You know, like the way streamers interact with each other and, and like I I have no like like negative feelings towards anyone. It's just like it's it's a weird relationship to have with these people and like to just pop into their chat every three months and be like, hey, how are you? Stay for five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, like, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. It's just like a, a weird idea to think about that that's kind of how some relationships work. Do you have any friends from Twitch that you still talk to on a consistent basis not about Twitch? Like, they, they've gotten, they're your friends to the point where you talk about other things, like maybe just gaming or just certain part of a game or just music, that kind of thing. I I think I would, um, but this last break, I kind of just like totally shut myself off from the internet. Totally bonked my microphone. Good, that's uh, good to hear. I just I just kind of like totally was just kind of done. Uh, but there there are definitely people who I um I would I would interact with. Good. In the future, and I do I do plan on coming back. I have I have intentions and in, and. In ideas for what what's to come next i just i needed uh, to take a step back man i tell you when i took my fucking my three months off back in beginning of 2020 it was amazing i didn't i yeah, give a fuck I'm, about anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm already like tenfold in a much better physical and, and mental place good nice <laughs> is there um is there any final things that you want to to touch on before we wrap this up um, I don't, I don't think so. I think we kind of touched on everything I kind of felt strongly about. Yeah. I, I, anything from you? No, I, I was actually surprised that we kind of intertwined all of our topics kind of into each other. I started reading over them. I'm like, all right, where do I want to take this conversation next? I'm like, oh shit, we kind of actually touched on all these things. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. good fucking podcasters, man. <laughs> Uh, well, but before we close out, um, we don't have any questions. What I'd love for you to do is um, just introduce yourself one more time. If you want to give any sort of insight on what you have planned in the future, you don't need to give like a timeline. But if you want to give anybody an idea of like what you would be doing when you came back or where, where they can find you online, now's the time. Yeah, uh, my name is T-Rex. I, uh, I make content on a variety of different places. Uh, but my, my main things I would recommend if you're interested in following me would be uh, twitch and twitter those are my big ones um it's it's at t-rex everywhere uh my my intentions with twitch are uh i don't know i kind of have this fun idea where i'm I'm gonna have a couch and i'm gonna put it in front of a green screen and i'm just gonna have the couch on the screen and just like and i'm gonna have two microphones set up so uh, like molly can join me on streams and just like come and hang out and uh i don't know i I, this is like a a fun tech puzzle that i want to solve and how to get fucking cables to to a tv and to monitors set up next to the couch a whole nother thing but i also uh i also make some content for youtube over on i think it's currently called t-rex gaming um i've I've done some let's plays and i really enjoy doing let's plays i just kind of upload them and nobody watches them and i enjoy them whatever Uh, i have plenty of that content by the way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, youtube twitch and uh, twitter would be my my biggest things to follow me on good shit um yo thank you so much for coming on the podcast dude i really appreciate it Hey, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I, uh, I, I hold this podcast in very high regard and, uh, and your content in very high regard. And uh, I, I, pr- I appreciate you uh, being 
a mutual on the internet. Absolutely, man. I I had such a great time um, being on your podcast and and having all that time to talk. And I knew that if I had you on, we were going to have a great time. And that I did. Oh, me as well. Thank Good you. shit. You are, you, I just want to kiss and lick that big, bald head of yours. <laughs> and I'd let you do it, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out for the Crocs and the Hot Pockets podcast. Uh, we will be back next Sunday uh, with Middle Age Streaming and Bishop GP for episode 148. Uh, I very much appreciate anybody listening now or in the future. And um, T-Rex is, uh, it is T-W-R-E-C-K-X underscore both on Twitch and on Twitter. And if you guys are in the chat right now, um, there's a command where you can get direct links to both. Um, so, my dude, thank you again for hanging out, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. All right. See you. Later, dude.